welcome to the Preaching Matters Podcast. My name is Alan Carr, and I am your host. Thank you for listening to our episode today. On this podcast, we talk about preaching because we believe preaching matters, and we certainly want our preaching to be better. We want it to glorify God, and we want it to be biblical. And so that's what this podcast is about. We talk about all matters related to preaching because we believe preaching matters. So thank you for tuning in today. We're going to get right into the episode, but before we do, let me ask you to go to your favorite podcast directory and leave us a good review. We would appreciate that. Get in touch with us. Let us know what you think. Now, let's talk about preaching because preaching matters. Welcome back to the Preaching Matters Podcast. This is episode number 26, in which we talk about formulating a transitional sentence. Up to this point, we should have a subject and a theme and a proposition and a propositional interrogative and a key word. The subject, again, is the big idea. It's what the text is about, the huge topic which covers the idea in the text. The theme is a narrowing down of that subject into a preaching unit. And then from that, you have write a proposition, which is the sermon in a single sentence. And if you don't remember all this or haven't heard this, if you've come in at this point, then you should go back and listen to those episodes that are available anywhere you're getting your podcasts. But after we write a proposition, we want to turn that into a question, which is the propositional interrogative. And then we find us a key word. A key word is a plural noun, which we discussed in the last episode. And this plural noun will be what identifies is the answer, I suppose, to the propositional interrogative. And it tells us what we're going to find in the text. And each main point of your text will be one of whatever the key word is, whether it be rules or guidelines or commands or promises or whatever it is. And each one of your point will be each one of your points will be one of those. And so you got to be sure your text gives you several parallel ideas to which you can attach these keyword points. Okay. So if you didn't get that last time, go back and listen to episode number 25 and you'll find the information there. Now today in this episode, we're going to formulate a transitional sentence. So the transitional sentence fully answers the propositional interrogative. In delivery, the transitional sentence will follow the proposition. Now, you may use the interrogative. It could be inserted verbally. It might be there, but it's not always necessary. The transitional interrogative is the question you will answer in your sermon, but you may or may not state it as you move through your introduction. But the transitional sentence is very important, and it should consist of the following elements. Number one the response to the propositional interrogative, including the key word. Number two, the repeating of the proposition. Number three, any additional phrase made necessary by the interrogative used. So if you use the why, you might say because of. If you use the how, you may say may say by doing. If you use the when interrogative, you may be used in or in which. If you use the where interrogative, maybe at or at which, or if you use the what interrogative, 
may be about which. So let's give some examples of these, okay? And I'm going to go back and use the same propositions and interrogatives we've been using, and we're going to formulate a transitional sentence based on those examples. Example number one, our, our proposition is every Christian should pray daily. The interrogative is obvious. Why should every Christian pray daily? The key word we've chosen for that is benefits. So the transitional sentence would be this. Because of the benefits to be gained, as seen in our text, every Christian should pray daily. That's one example. Example number two, the proposition. Every Christian should pray daily. The interrogative. What should every Christian pray about daily? The key word is matters. So the transitional sentence is, as we see in our text, there are several matters about which we should pray daily. Example number three, proposition. Every Christian can experience effective daily prayer. The interrogative is, how can every Christian experience effective daily prayer? For our keyword, we've chosen guidelines. So the transitional sentence would be, every Christian can experience effective daily prayer by following the guidelines set forth in the text. Now, what the transitional sentence does is it forms a logical bridge between the proposition in the introduction and the main body of the sermon. So together with the proposition and the interrogative sentence, if you choose to verbalize it, the transitional sentence becomes the basis of a transitional paragraph between the introduction of the sermon and the body of the sermon. So using the last example from above, the transitional paragraph might be stated like this. From our text, then, we can see that every Christian can experience effective daily prayer. But if you're like me, you may well be asking, how can I do that? How can I have a daily prayer experience that is effective? I would respond by saying that we can experience effective daily prayer by following the guidelines set forth in the text. Let's look at these guidelines together. The first guideline is... And at this point, you would state the first main point of the sermon. What I like about the transitional sentence is, is that it can connect your introduction to your body, but it can also go with you as a transitional statement all the way through to the conclusion. For instance, like this, if we say, let's look at these guidelines together. The first guideline is, and then you state the main point. After you've preached the main point, when you come to the end, you can say now, Having seen the first guideline, let's notice the second guideline. And that's going to help you have cohesiveness and unity throughout your sermon. Your sermon's going to appear to be more well put together and more effective. It'll be more effective in the end because there is a flow. And as your sermon flows, the people who hear you can better connect to what you're saying and understand. So it's going to be something like a homiletical roadmap because this transitional paragraph tells us where the sermon is going and how it's going to get there. It informs the hearers of the precise central idea about to be discussed, which is the proposition. And it tells them how this idea is going to be handled. That's in the key word and the transitional sentence. And furthermore, the propositional interrogative, if used, can heighten the awareness of the hearer to the profitability of staying tuned to this sermon. So the transitional sentence is very, very important 
in that it allows you to have this unity in your sermon, this connected sense that the whole sermon fits together as a whole. Now, if you've listened to much preaching, you know that a lot of times preaching is very disjointed. It, it goes everywhere. I mean, it's, it's, it just goes everywhere. And it may or may not deal with the text as it should. It may not stay on course. But having a good proposition based on a good subject and theme and having a good propositional interrogative and a good keyword and then formulating a well-written transitional sentence will help you to have a cohesive, unified sermon from beginning to end. And even if you're like me and you have no idea what you're doing after all these years, you can still appear to have a sermon which is well put together. And I promise you, the people in the pews will be more attentive to a sermon which has a good flow than they will be to one which is disjointed and goes everywhere. I recently heard of a man who preached a funeral. I didn't hear it myself, but reports have come to me. And they said he preached from Genesis to Revelation in that funeral, and there was no connectedness. There was no uh, cohesiveness. There was no unity. There was no real flow. And as a result, the people in the pew tended to get lost in what he was saying. We don't want that. We want the people to be able to follow our outline and to be able to follow us from point to point as we make our statements and as we move through that sermon. So the transitional sentence helps bridge the gap between the introduction and the first point of the sermon, and then it will continue to, to feed the people and direct them through all the main points of the sermon. So having a well-written transitional sentence is very, very important. Now, at this point, some people may be saying, you know, all this is a bunch of gobbledygook. I mean, you're talking about having all these rules and you've got to do this and you've got to do that. Listen, you don't have to do anything I'm saying, but I'm telling you that if you will follow these principles and put them into practice in your sermon preparation, it will help your sermons to be unified. It will help them to have a good flow and it will help the people to follow you from point to point as you move through the text. It may seem like, well, you know, you just want to get up there and preach and just let it roll. Like I remember years ago when I was still a young preacher before I began to pastor, there was a gentleman in our town who invited me to come preach at his church. Now, this man was in the 80, in his 80s, and after the sermon, we sat down for lunch, and over lunch, he asked me how I put together a sermon. And so I began to talk to him about all the things I did, how I studied the text, and how I worked on the outline and got my subject and theme and wrote a proposition and transitional sentences and uh, interrogatives and all that stuff. And he just looked at me with eyes as big as an owl. And he said to me, he said, I don't do nothing like that. I said, well, what do you do? And I'm thinking here I am in my early twenties and this man's in his eighties. He's been preaching for years, decades, and he's going to give me some pearl of wisdom. So my ears perked up and I was ready to hear what he had to say. He said, well, when I get ready to preach, he said, I just take my Bible and I lay it on my pulpit and wherever it opens up, that's where I read and preach. And he said, I just open my mouth and let God fill it. Well, gentlemen, God can do that. Under the right circumstances, God certainly can take you without any prior preparation and let you preach. But I'm going to say this to you and get this in your head and understand what I'm saying. The Holy Spirit cannot bring out of you 
what is not already in you. If you've not spent time studying and preparing and learning the word of God and and knowing what you're going to say and have some idea of what the Bible teaches in many, many areas, all God's going to do is fill your mouth with good mountain air if you're a primate and you're not going to have anything useful to say. And I walked away from that meeting with that gentleman thinking, I pity his congregation. I pity them because they're not getting a good sermon. They're not getting a sermon that has been well studied and well thought out and put together with a good flow so that they can understand what the Bible teaches. Our job as as expositors is to take that text and open it up for the people to whom we preach and let them see what is in it, not only in its original context and setting, but how that text applies to their lives. And to do that, we have to preach through a sermon with a good flow. I keep coming back to that word because that's really the best word for it. Our sermon should flow. And having a good subject, theme, a proposition, proposition interrogative, keyword, and transitional sentence will help our sermons to flow. Now imagine what it would be. If somebody got up and said, I'm going to preach three things to you today. Thing number one, you have no idea what he's talking about. But if someone were to get up and say something like this, as we consider our text, we see there are several commands God gives us. Let's examine these commands together and see what God expects from his people. That's a transitional paragraph. I just made that up right then. And I want to say at that point, notice the first command. After I preach the first command, I'm going to say, having seen this command, and I'm going to state it, let's notice the next command. And I'm going to move through the sermon that way until I come to the conclusion in which I'm going to say something like, now, having heard these commands and having seen what God expects of us, here's what God wants us to do with this information. And I'm going to use those tools, the key word primarily and the transitional sentence, all the way through the sermon to transition from point to point to point into the conclusion. And again, that's going to give my sermon good unity and good flow, and it's going to help it be easier to listen to. You know, some preachers have the idea that just because they've been called to preach or whatever, whatever that means, just because they're a preacher, that people should pay attention to what they say and should hear every word which falls from their lips. Well, the fact is, we live in a culture which is used to being entertained. And I'm not advocating entertaining anybody, but we live in a savvy, sophisticated age where people know what they want to hear. I'm not talking about tickling ears, but I'm talking about a unified story which feeds them the truths of the Bible in a way to which they can connect and in a way which connects with their daily lives and helps them to grow in the Lord. And the process of putting all this together in a cohesive manner is up to us. And we've got to spend time in the study to prepare a well-reasoned outline which will feed the people of God as they sit and listen to us expound that text. Our task is to be expositors. And our task is to open up the word of God 
to a group of people who do not spend the time we do in study to teach them what God said in his word, what it meant when he said it, and what it means to them where they live today. So our job is a very difficult job, and it's not always easy to do this, but it's well worth the effort you'll put into it to make your preaching better so that people will listen to what you have to say. So I encourage you work hard, work hard on the subject, work hard on the theme, work hard on that proposition. Go back and listen to that podcast over and over and over until you understand what a good proposition is. Write a clear interrogative, a question based on the proposition, have a good keyword, and then have a strong transitional sentence, which will form the basis of a transitional paragraph, which will let you leave the introduction and move into the body of the sermon and then follow you all the way through to the conclusion. I cannot overstress how important these matters are in good preaching. Now, a lot of folk in our area have the idea that good preaching is just getting up, reading a text, and then just, you know, preaching whatever comes to your mind. I disagree with that tactic. I think good preaching starts in the study. Good preaching starts with good preparation. And if you have good preparation, you're going to wind up with good preaching. No matter what your style is or your level of education, you can be a great preacher, but it's going to require you to put a little bit of work in. It isn't just going to happen. Good sermons do not fall off the tree into our hands. Good sermons are built. Good sermons are worked out in the study. Good sermons are the product of you spending time with your seat in the chair, with a pen in your hand or your fingers on the keyboard, however you do it. It's going to require you to work then when you get up to preach, you will have something to say, and the people will listen to what you have to say. If you are well-prepared, they're going to be well-prepared to listen to what you have to give them in that particular sermon. So work hard, develop well, and don't worry about your style. The best thing I can tell you, and I've covered this in the past on on a previous episode, be yourself. If you're a loud preacher, be a loud preacher. If you're a quiet preacher, be a quiet preacher. If you ramble around when you preach, then go ahead and ramble, but preach. If you stand in your tracks, that's fine too. Don't worry about style. Just be yourself because God called you to be you. And God called you to preach his word, knowing your limitations, knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses. God called you. And he intends to use you the way you are. So let God do that. Give him the best you that you can give him. And give him a prepared you, a you which has worked hard in the study to formulate a good sermon, to put it together in such a way that it feeds the people of God. I could say a lot more about this, but I think that's probably enough about the transitional sentence. But you should practice these things. You should find you a text and work on it. Work on getting a good subject, a good theme, write a good proposition, a good proposition interrogative, find a good keyword, and write a transitional sentence. It will help your preaching. I promise you, it will help you seem like you know what you're doing, even when you don't have a clue as to what you're doing. Preaching is important.
and preaching matters and preaching matters because the gospel matters. And our job is to be effective communicators of the gospel message to a generation which needs to hear from God. So thank you for listening to me ramble today. And I hope you leave encouraged. I hope you leave with a desire to uh, pick up your pen and get busy writing good sermons, good sermons which have a great flow. Now, Lord willing, next time we'll come back in episode 27, I think it is, and we'll talk about the main points. And it may take us a couple of weeks to get through that, but we'll talk about developing main points. How do you do that? Then we'll move into the subpoints, the introduction, conclusions, titles, and all that stuff. And so we're working our way through this process. Stay with me. We're going somewhere. Now, as always, be sure that you give us a review on your favorite podcast directory. We prefer five-star reviews if we've earned them, and I'd love to hear your comments. You can email me at alancarr at gmail.com, alancarr at gmail.com. And all this stuff I've shared with you today will be in the show notes. And at the bottom of the show notes, there is a little link there that says support this show. And that takes you to our Patreon page. And if you'd like to be a patron, we'd appreciate the help. Uh, podcasting is not free. I have to pay for this, have to pay a month, have to pay monthly fees. I have bills to pay and I'm not asking for your money. I don't want your money, but if you want to invest in what we're doing, if you're benefiting, and you want to be sure we can continue financially, then please consider being a patron. You can start at a five month, a five dollar per month gift gift level if you like. It's up to you. You can keep listing for free if you want to. That's between you and God. But we do have that option if you would like to help us continue to produce these podcasts. It is time consuming, and it's a little bit costly at times. But I appreciate the opportunity to do it. And I thank God for letting me come to the microphone each week and talk to you. So if you're benefiting from this, please reach out to me. You can email me at alancar@gmail.com, and I'd love to hear from you. And I can promise you one thing, I will email you back. So please let me hear from you. Thank you for listening to the very, very end of the podcast. Now, I'm going to go. Hope you have a great day wherever you are. And Lord willing, we'll see you back next week for the Preaching Matters podcast. And I'll tell you why. We do this. Preaching matters. And you as a preacher matter. Get that in your head. Live it every day. And know that what you do is, is making a difference by the grace of God for the glory of God. And he is and will continue to use you. So God bless you. Hope you have a good day. And I'll talk to you next time. Thank you once again for joining us today on the Preaching Matters Podcast. We'll try to have a new episode out next week, so I encourage you, if you enjoyed the episode or you think someone else would enjoy it, first, I want you to subscribe, and I'd like for you to leave a positive review on the platform of your choice, or on several if you choose, and I'd like for you to tell somebody else about it. This is a podcast for preachers. If you are a preacher or know some preacher who might benefit, share the news. God bless you. Thanks for being here pray that preaching goes well for you. God blesses you in your work for his glory. Pray for us, and Lord willing, we'll see you next week.